transmitting directly from the launch pad. Bringing blue collar to your cell tower. The rock and roll libertarian himself. It's time to blast off with Johnny Rocket. Hey, this is Blast Off with Johnny Rocket, and I'm here with my real truth, Miss Raylene Lightard. Bam! Yay! How are you, Johnny? I am doing great, other than the fact that we have curfews here in Arizona. Yeah, I yeah. can't believe we're all talking. And and through these masks we are wearing, just, just in wear- case. Right? I have not <laughs> worn a mask. I see everyone else wearing a mask. I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to get it, I'm get it. And uh, I look at it like that because all it is I is, agree. you know what I mean? It eventually, you know, I don't want to be like a conspiracy theorist here, but if there is this COVID-19, you know, I'm going to get it. Everyone's going to get it. So it's just like, if I'm going to get it, embrace the suck. I have to deal with it. And uh, I'd rather get it now than later. You know what I mean? Fair. You know, totally. I'm just saying, I'd rather get it now. But yeah, it's been crazy. Arizona is actually, here's the thing. They say they have a curfew and they say that they have all these restrictions on people Mm -hmm. and what can be open and what can't be, which is horrible, which I think I'm really opposed to all this. However, what I do want to say is Arizona is actually pretty good about it versus other states like New York, New Jersey, uh, California. Um, There is a curfew, but the the governor was actually like, I'm not declaring, you know, a lockdown or anything like that. But he Mm -hmm. had to because all the status and, you know, they're like, you got to do this. You got to do this. Had to. He had to, or he would risk political suicide. So what basically he said is, I'm declaring a stay-at-home order, which means nothing. Like, it has no teeth whatsoever. Yeah, there's a like, lot of ambiguity in what's go- been going on, and yeah. that's intentional in my opinion. But I think so, too. Know. Like, it, basically, nothing has changed. Like, the liquor stores are still open. You can still go to stores. Nothing mm-hmm. is pretty loosey-goosey. So regarding that, I have not really adhered too much to the you know, stay at home order. I've been kind of going around working. I'm essential. Pretty much everyone's essential. Gardeners are essential here. You know, so see, that's the thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's just absolutely ridiculous, but it's just, you know, it's a state of emergency in writing only. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's no, absolutely no teeth whatsoever on this. So anyway, so Raylene, are you ready for our show? I am so excited about this one, John. I know you actually really are. Uh-huh. You know, you are always excited about our guests, but this one is a special near and dear to your heart. A liberal will tell you to do anything with your body, but not everything you want to do with your money. A conservative will allow you to do anything you want with your money, but not anything you want to do with your body. A libertarian will allow you to do anything you want with both your body and your money. Christian libertarianism is the synthesis of Christian beliefs concerning free will, human nature, and God-given inalienable rights within the libertarian political philosophy. As with some other forms of libertarianism, what is prohibited by law is limited to various forms of assault, theft, and fraud. The Christian libertarian or anarchist rejects governmental regulations by saying that God is the only authority to which they can submit. Today, we are joined by Stephen from Anarcho-Christian in which he founded in 2016. Okay, Raylene, prepare for liftoff. Copy that, Johnny. Covers, tie-downs, and grounding cables. Removed as required. Communications connected. Check. Preamps in the green. 
Check. Cold beer. Double check. Thrusters are hot. Railing, are you ready to rock? All systems go, Johnny. Let's blast Let's off with Steven from Anarcho Christian! show man thank you thank you for having me awesome man <laughs> awesome so you know I, i'm gonna i always tell people i always have to have the administrative questions but uh what made you start the uh, the podcast anarcho-christian and what have been some of the challenges you faced since you first started hmm. so uh, as you mentioned it was uh, around 2016 and um obviously that was during the the big uh, last election with uh you know, the, the big national right. election and just, you know, all of the hoopla and hype and fear mongering and just all that stuff that just, you know, drives us up the wall. That was the one of the real big pushes to, to do something, to create something for uh, the Christian libertarians and Christian anarchists. Mm -hmm. And that was the big driving factor, you know, and, and of course, people can point to all sorts of things, you know, in Christianity and, and politics and the moral majority and the the right conservative, you know, how there's just such a uh, presence of the, the Christian faith and narrative and, and all of that mixed in with it. So it was just a good time to, I think, get that started. Bam. Beautiful. Bam. As far as some of the challenges that we've had, it, it would just be, I think, breaking through some of the, the rhetoric. Mm -hmm. You know, dealing with Christianity, and it comes from both sides with either, you know, the conservative side and, and you know, submitting to government and that sort of discussion. And then from the, the left side, and I really don't care for the left-right stuff, but we all know what we're yeah, talking so about. Yeah, we know what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and you but, probably you know, even have other libertarians giving you <laughs> because yeah, you're absolutely. not intellectually, you know, oh, God, you believe in God? Oh, my God, you're such a heathen you're such a you know you're oh, so unintellectual but he's right about the left also because they want you to be a commie that's right uh, and the is, state right? is your yeah. god mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so we just really get it from both sides i think uh by now we've uh established a pretty good uh name and i guess for lack of better words a good following on social media mm -hmm. where at this point you know we still get the hate mail and stuff like that but I think right now there's just there is a lot of good discussion that's generated from it, and you know it took a few years to to maybe get there and get our name out there, but yeah, I see a lot of really good conversations and things like that from the podcast and from the website and the, the social media accounts, and uh, things have gotten a little easier, I guess is is the the good Ooh, news. I love that. It's it's that anarcho Christianity is becoming an idea that people are talking about. That's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So we are just going to jump into the meat of this because this seems to be the one you're going to you're going to laugh because, you know, the biggest argument I get into with status Christians is about police and government where they stand proudly on Romans 13, which they believe mm -hmm. preaches how we must submit to government and pay taxes. Take as long as you need here. But can you give us your opinion on the mistake that modern Christians make regarding this scripture and what you believe it really means? <laughs> yeah. And even within the Christian, anarchist, libertarian world, there's still a couple of different views out there. And so I, I want to just lay them lay them out. Please. Um, and, you know, people, I, I like it when we just put out the information and people can make their own decisions. You know, do, do your research, let's have fun and, and discuss it rather than, you know, the typical, you know, left-right 
you know, hating each other sort of thing. Sure. But, yeah. Uh, so the big category of what we're definitely standing against is that status mentality where you have to do everything that the state says and the state, you know, is right. It, it's standing there in place of, of God and whatever, you know, Trump or whatever president at the time uh, that the conservative people approve of is, you know, speaking for God, you know, that sort of very statist mentality. That's something that's, you know, that we're not in support of. Um, once you get into the Christian anarchist side of things, you, you do see a pretty good difference in people, the way that they interpret it. And one would be that Romans 13 describes a righteous government. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, the descriptions in Roman 13 are of a government, and it is describing things that are good for the the Christian and for the person that is submitting to the government. And if the government therefore is not achieving that, is not being a good representative, then we have the right to disobey. Mm -hmm. The next uh, position is the government as a tool by God. Mm -hmm. And so even if it's a bad government, God will then is able to use that tool for either its its own, you know, destruction or the the changing of events and the changing of, you know, things within that nation. So I just like to sum it up as as a tool, as God's tool. So uh it's again, we're looking at a, a state that can go off the rails. It can do good things, it can do bad things, you know, and Obviously, we we can identify that whenever the state is you know being tyrannical and encroaching on our yeah. natural liberties and mm -hmm. civil liberties. Mm -hmm. um, but at some point, you know, if that government is not following the, um, you know, it is becoming tyrannical, Absolutely. then um, you know that's something that God will use for those uh, you know bad people in that government to you know, to get rid of them. And we see those governments, you know, crumble all the time. Oh, you know? mm -hmm. So those are your two big ones. And there's also some differences uh, that people have in even considering it to be about government, that they will consider it to be about uh, church, uh, church government, or some sort of um, just some sort of authority outside of a, a state figure. But I think that that hits on the two or three big ones. And generally, it it is, I'd say, for the most part, accepted that it is talking about a state government. Mm -hmm. Have mm -hmm. you, um, Stephen, have you always been a Christian? And uh, if so, I mean, what brought you into Christianity and what brought you into libertarianism? Mm. Yeah, uh, I haven't always been a Christian. I haven't always been a libertarian either. And mm, Interesting. Um, you know, <laughs> well, I, I don't think we to... wake up and we're like, I'm a libertarian. You know, <laughs> you know we right. don't know what it means. We don't have... I hate to say a label, but I mean, it's easy to, you know, use that label because we all understand it, you know, because we're, we're all libertarians. But I mean, what was your path to, to Christianity? So Christianity was uh, a long path of me just, uh, you know, doing my own thing. I considered myself agnostic for a long time. Looking back, it was just uh, easier for me to not commit. Okay, yeah, <laughs> to, yeah. Uh, sure, sure, yeah. One way or the other, you know, uh, to not commit to being either an atheist or a Christian. And but just over the years, God has uh, just changed my heart, you know. And um, as He says in the Bible, that He's gonna, you know, give His people a new heart, change it from stone to flesh. And that really is the story. It took a long time to get there. Uh, it wasn't until my, I would say, even probably thirties, that even though I probably considered myself a Christian prior to that, 
looking back, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't look at <laughs> right. myself in and say uh, you were. <laughs> I feel that deeply. I, I wanted yeah. it. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't understand what it meant. And when I kind of realized that liberty, there was so much spirituality in my in my work in liberty that I realized kind of what the the whole way thing is and, and what that meant for me. But that's beautiful. Yeah. And it, what's funny, too, is that the political side of this just kind of went hand in hand with it as well. Okay. And, you know, at that time where I would have said that I was a Christian, but looking back, I'm, I would question that sure. <laughs> because of my actions, uh, <laughs> you know, and those actions were very much in line with the statist neoconservative sort of thing, you know, so it, it kind of goes hand in hand. If you're, you know, if you're this, uh, you know, outspoken conservative, neoconservative sort of figure, well, you're a Christian, you mm -hmm. know, and, and uh, it is kind of part of your confession almost, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I'm a Christian, I'm a conservative, I'm a conservative, I'm a Christian, you know, and it, it's the same thing. It, it, it's the same thing. Yeah. You know, you'd, like, and, they go hand yeah. in hand. Totally, dude. Yeah. And so just my- At least in society. Uh, yeah. In society, right. Yes, yes, absolutely. And so my just path out of all of that, just it parallels each other. My belief in, you know, leaving people alone, loving people as Christ has taught us and showed us and told us, it all kind of went, you know, hand in hand together. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So the followers of Jesus used to be called the people of the way. So what is the way in your words? Well, the way would be Christ. He says, I am the way, the truth and the life. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, so it is looking into what we have from Jesus and in the Gospels and even the New Testament written from the apostles of that time and and describing what it means to be a follower. How do you how do you follow? Right. Uh, you're going to look and see these uh, descriptions and these examples. Mm -hmm. And we're told exactly as Christians, we're told exactly, you know, what to do to love your neighbor with all of your heart, to love God with all of your heart and your mind and, uh, or mess up that first one, you know, love, love your neighbor, you know, as you love yourself. Right. And, and understand uh, yeah. the spirit of the rules instead of, I mean, acts mm -hmm. alone are not it. It's, it's how you approach yes. it. Where's it coming from? If it's coming from a wonderful place of love and connectedness, then mm -hmm. it's of the way. If you're doing the right things, but you have a animosity in your heart, resentment, or you feel like you're making a sacrifice you don't want to make, that's act, right? Yes, yeah, so much in what Jesus has told us is that it is about your heart. Mm -hmm. You know, it's your heart motive. And hating people in your heart is the same thing as killing them. You mm -hmm. know, uh, we're, we're given so much of that, that it all does come from the heart, you know, and, and we're told that, you know, that, like I said, earlier that, you know, I really feel that at some point I couldn't put a date on it or anything, but my heart was changed. Mm -hmm. Right on, man. Well, like, here's the thing. I, I'm not like the biggest, best poster child for Christianity or anything like that, but, you know, I'm going to break it down. I don't know, you know, Bible verses or stuff like that. But what I do want to ask you is, is Christianity, how is Christianity, you know, compatible with libertarianism? And what are some of the mm -hmm. cases that the Christian religion also helps reinforce the basic core principles of liberty? Yeah, that is the big question. And that's usually what it jumps right into. You have a lot of assumptions, you know, against libertarianism. We all know that. I don't think I need to get into that. The things that we do know about libertarianism, you know, respecting private property, don't hurt people, don't steal from them. You know, it lines up exactly with what 
the Christian beliefs are, Mm -hmm. you know, with don't steal, don't kill, love your neighbor. You know, if you're conscripting your neighbor, you know, then you're not loving. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. totally. dude. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. I mean, I could see the, I could see the, the correlation. I mean, it it really is clear, you know, I haven't read the Bible from cover, you know, you know, from front to back, but I have read passages and it does speak of peace and do not, you know, do not take people's stuff and, and do not hurt people and do not, you know, well, covet the neighbor's wife, whatever. But like, I'm just saying like stuff like that, it does pretty much lay out a lot of the basic principles of what liberty should be and how people should act in a civilized society. So I think that's very important that we like- Also, you're right, Johnny. It also talks about taking care of and protecting your own belongings in your home. Yeah. It talks about the responsibility of taking care of your mm-hmm. things, which is very libertarian. Um, it but is. you know that yeah. that saying how we always talk about self-interest motivates, that's our human nature. Yeah, and community, community facility facilitates. facilitates. That's right. So that's where you become, love your neighbor and you go out there and help people. And that is the, the true charity from sure. the heart. And Not I, because you, you have to, because you want to. Raylene, mm-hmm. and, and I'm with Stephen here. I mean, again, it should be done from a, not a you know mandatory forced. I'm not. I'm forced to help somebody. It should be done mm-hmm. out of the the love that you want to give somebody. Um, if, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and, and of course, me as a, a responsible human being, you know, I want to help people who want to help themselves. I'm not just gonna give people money and throw money at a problem. I want them to actually, you know, like that old saying: teach a man how to fish, you know, or give a man a fish. He's not hungry for a day, but if you teach a man to fish, he has that skill and now he can actually support himself, give him the tools to support himself. And I think, again, that's a very, very, you know, wise quote. And again, that's common sense. I think a lot of the things in the Bible intuitively are common sense. I think, I don't know. I just, I really feel deep Uh, down that that is a innate feeling. Like we all know that being stolen from or stealing is wrong. Even as a right. little kid, I didn't need somebody to tell me it was wrong. Yeah. I just knew it was wrong. But I did it. We all. <laughs> Don't you think that that those moments, though, is they're teaching moments for parents is to teach children about the conviction on their hearts and what that feels like mm-hmm. and how to make good choices going forward. You can raise your children in a very libertarian way, in sure. my opinion. Sure, no, 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 and, and mm-hmm. Stephen, what do you have to say about this? Because, I mean, I already yeah. knew, yeah. I knew it was wrong to steal that baseball card from Walmart when I was, well, Kmart at the time, actually. But, <laughs> but like, again, you know, I knew it was wrong, but I didn't need anyone to tell me it was wrong. And I felt right. bad, I didn't return them. I was <laughs> but I didn't, I just did it because I just wanted to, but after I did it, I'm like, man, that's wrong. I knew it was inherently wrong. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, right. I felt guilt. And again, I sinned according to the Bible, but what do you have to say? I mean, what's, what's, your, what's your take on that? Yeah, I, I think with a lot of this, we do get into the discussion of like negative rights and positive rights, mm-hmm. right? Sure. And I like to look at libertarianism just in the most basic form, and that's, you know, the non-aggression principle. Mm-hmm. And just don't hurt people, don't take their stuff. It's, it's, a, it's a very easy don't do this to somebody, right? Sure, that's that's yeah. anarchism, that's libertarianism. And everything else after that is kind of either libertarians' way of trying to, to make a better uh, society or, you know, make better relations with people and improve people and do these good things. 
that we do, these good works for our neighbors, these things are kind of an outgrowth of an additional ideology, sure. right? Mm-hmm. Because you can be a you can be an outstanding libertarian and just you know be a hermit, right? As long as you're not hurting anybody and not taking their stuff, you know. So that uh, conviction to do good for our neighbors that comes from something else, right? And that's really where Christianity. I think Christianity in itself also includes the negative, but it also includes the positive of yes. how do we love our neighbor? Mm-hmm. How do we take care of them? And it's it's not just leaving them alone, which is great. Don't just, you know, just leave at le- people at alone. At the least, you know? at the baseline, yeah. leave them alone. But if you're expressing and showing and proving mm-hmm. the fruits of the spirit, right, which would mm-hmm. be going into the other side of that and going out there and actually doing good, right? Yes, voluntarily giving to your neighbor and being charitable, you know, and of course, where we get into this conflict, you know, with government is that it's never, you know, charitable, it's never voluntary, there's always every law, every even if it's redistributing the money to to the poor, it's still done at the end of a gun, right? That's right. So that's right. That's where we do try to we try to get this stuff I think narrowed down because we get so lost in the need to take care of our neighbor and Mm -hmm. we forget that we need to do it voluntarily. We need to do it with our hearts, you know, loving our neighbor, not relying on, you know, force. That's right. I agree. And Stephen, you're talking about the original story of Cain and Abel. We're talking about sacrifice. Now Mm -hmm. there's two kinds of sacrifice. Mm -hmm. There is a willing from the heart sacrifice And then there was a sacrifice Mm -hmm. of I have to. And Cain, when he gave his sacrifice, he felt like he did more and God favored Abel. And it was because Mm -hmm. Abel did it with a glad heart and Cain had resentment. And that's why he was jealous. So I'm so glad that you brought that up. That's a great, great picture. Thank you. Thank you. So I have uh, kind of a two-parter and you do what you will with it. Who is more dangerous, a statist Christian or an atheist anarchist? And go ahead and do that. That's a, that's a good one. That is tough because, uh, all right, so let me let me make sure I got that right. No, it's not tough. It's not tough. You got this. <laughs> so status Christian, or, yes, it, uh, as long as someone is leaving you alone, I don't care, you know, what they believe, you know. Uh, let's get into a conversation about, you know, about if God exists and, you know, apologetics about, you know, Christ. And uh, that's all great stuff. But, you know, just leave the government out of it, you know. Right. Uh, a status a, Christian uh, will send your children to war. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'll force them there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. But with but if we're neighbors and you're you're an atheist, like that doesn't affect me. That's you know? true. We can that's still, true. you know, yeah. we can still hang out and, and talk and about all that stuff, you know, as long as the, the force of the state is. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's always that's a fun question to ask for uh, that the is a good one. That is, uh, I, <laughs> then, I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah. Thanks. And then which is the larger draw to uh, anarchy for the most people, in your opinion, logic or morality? And then go ahead, explain. That is a tough one. Uh, you know, be, that is actually a tough one. The other one I messed up on, but <laughs> no, you did great. Uh, this one, <laughs> this one is. Um, I think it's interesting because everybody is kind of drawn. There, there is an, an emotional drawing to a lot of the different things that, that we focus on, mm-hmm. right? If if you're concerned about the environment or the poor or whatever, there's that emotional draw that kind of puts that one thing above all the other things and what you're focused on. Mm-hmm. 
And um, I think that a lot of times as, as well, if we're talking economics or if we're talking morality, there's still, there is a lot of morality in there. Yep. You know, sure. if, if we're talking about a free market system, the, the morality is that you're not forcing people to act a certain way, to spend money a certain way or, or anything like that. Yeah, they line um, up perfectly. The logic yeah. cannot be actually, you could express the logic, but the morality comes with it. And you could talk yeah, about the morality, it, it, but yeah. it's logical, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's where it is kind of, of a funny question, you know, just all together, they're, they're together. Um, but I think that people do approach it from a very particular standpoint. You know, if they, if what drew them to libertarianism or anarchism is the economic thing, you know, mm -hmm. we can have a lot of conversations on what creates the best, you know, most wealth for, for society, you know, sure. what's the best way to achieve that? And, oh, hey, by the way, it happens to be the most moral thing as well. Beautiful. I love it. And here's the thing though. Um, I think when I got into libertarianism, it was mm -hmm. the logic, but now it is turned more towards the morality of it. And now I actually have more faith mm -hmm. in the morality of it than the logic. And now I'm not saying that the logic is wrong. No, it's big, But I'm bigger. just saying, but yeah, exactly. So if you take the, the concept of like natural rights and natural freedoms and natural liberty, um, you know, life, mm -hmm. liberty, and property, you apply that to everything, right? Because that's kind of yeah. like mm -hmm. the theory for everything, right? you apply to government, well, th there's your answer. I mean, like, it, it really it really boils down to that, in my opinion. If you take that philosophy and you apply it to everything, then there shouldn't be a state. And so that's where I'm coming from, a moral background. And you can back it up with the economic facts, too. That's right. what's even more beautiful about it. And, you know, and, and that's, that's something I would say. Really quick, though, Stephen, you know, I, again, I, I brought this up in the beginning of the show. Some libertarians seem to have a deep distrust for religion, and, but, yeah, why? And is it a fear of theocracy or is it based on modern day liberal intellectualism? And do you find that people who actually follow Christianity within the liberty movement are less apt to disclose their religious beliefs? I think I've, I've seen a, a big uh, varying am amount uh, here. A lot of times I, I think that it does come down to just a personal Either, either animosity toward Christians because of bad experiences, you know, mm. that is a, a very real thing. Um, I'm sure, and, sure. And that is just, that is going to set into motion a, a general distrust for anything that a Christian has to say. Um, and I think that um, there are times where we've just been taught, you know, if you, um, that it's just a book of myths, things mm -hmm. like that, mm -hmm. that it's just, I think that it's a wide variety, you know, and I think that, uh, most people that I have talked to, even even if they're they're open to to even hey you're a Christian that's fine that's cool mm -hmm. you know generally there is a I think a personal thing somewhere where that's created this this distrust and typically it's from a Christian that's not doing something that's very easily identified as Christian behavior you know um, you know we we see it all the time with you know just false teachers and, sure. um, and just, sure. you know, Christians wanting to, as you hypocrisy. mentioned earlier, yeah, the, the hypocrisy involved in, in all of the, the pro-war propaganda yep. and yep. all this stuff. Yep. And, and you know that that's not Christian, even if, even if you've never read the Bible, you know, you know that that is not right, no. you know, even, yes. even to their own words, you mm -hmm. know, the state is you, a you false idol, to, mm -hmm. right? It is. It is. And that's a bit of a big thing with, with a lot of this is that uh, the state has put itself, you know, in, in people's minds as that sort of godlike figure, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, 
Absolutely. Is there a difference between being religious and spiritual? If so, what is it? I'm not sure if there technically is, but you know, by the way that people will define that is that um, they'll put religion as more just the traditions and the actions and the spiritual is more just, you know, your faith and belief within yourself. Uh, to me, I think they go hand in hand, like so many other things that we've talked about, you know, um, religion has been used to to harm people mm -hmm. and to drive them away from from faith and the spiritual side of things, you know, to me, they go hand in hand, you know, when someone is just just spiritually full, full of faith and, and love, you know, that those good works come from that. Mm -hmm. Really quick, man, uh, before a commercial break, I just have one thing to say, you know, like just as Christianity has gotten a bad rap with the, the children getting screwed in churches and priests and all that crap, that has a bad rap. But so mm -hmm. does capitalism, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and it's yeah. not even capitalism. It's, it's crony capitalism that has gotten the bad rap. And again, people associate, there, there's a parallel here. People associate yep. Christians with, you know, priests doing kids and all the that the Christian or, you know, Catholic or Christian church it has cults. done historic, historically, right? Same thing with capitalism. It is not really capitalism and that is not the word of God. This is what I'm trying to say is that people need to understand what the differences are, right? We yeah. believe in free markets. Free markets are neutral. It's not good or bad. It's neutral. And it actually is a good thing. Whereas what, you know, people are pissed about is crony capitalism. Whereas what you're saying is, yeah, some of these churches have done atrocious and evil acts, but that isn't what the Christian religion is about. And again, we have right. to understand, we have to siphon through the... Anyway, so this is Johnny Rocket here with Raylene Lightheart. Make sure you check out America's fastest growing number one pro-liberty radio program. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live is on how many nights per week, Raylene? Seven nights a week. All right. And 190 plus radio stations, coast to coast, and it's pro-liberty every issue, every time. So check out freetalklive.com again. That's freetalklive.com. Anyways, though, this is Johnny Rocket, always launching ideas, and we'll be right back after this commercial break. Rock and roll. Hey, Johnny, what's up? Not so good. I haven't had any coffee this morning, and I ran out of my supply, and we just passed the last habitable planet in the Mesian sector. Oh, man. Wait, you have your own secret stash of coffee? What is it, a special blend or something? It's not a secret stash. I just have standards, okay? Oh, okay. Wait, what are they? Independence. What? Independence. Hmm, okay. Independence, my coffee is fearlessly independent. My coffee has no board members, no bank loans, no bullshit. Just blood, sweat, and tears, and no goddamn rulers. <laughs> well, I can always get behind independence, you know that, but it just seems a little over the top. It's just coffee. So are you saying that you like your coffee like our messaging, which is bold? Damn, Raylene, my coffee is my lifeblood. This coffee <laughs> believes that human beings are perfectly capable of rational self-government, and I can't fly this fucking ship without okay, it. Okay, okay, calm down. Uh, oh, look, ground control's coming by. Oh, and Ben has coffee with him. Hey guys, Ground Control here. I just checked out anarchocoffee.com and they're having a special 10% off promotional discount for Blastoff supporters. On top of that, supporters get 15% off on our Blastoff brew. Anarcho Coffee will deliver to you no matter where you are in the galaxy. You guys want some? Here you go, Johnny. I heard this coffee is amazing. <sighs> okay, all right. This is the best coffee I have ever had. <laughs> 
Wait, what about your special blend? I think I just found it. Wow. Well, and it says right here that Anarcho Coffee is organically farmed, it's ethically sourced, and roast to order. And it's not stored in some dirty warehouse for six months before you get it. It's fresh, it's rich, and it's independent. <laughs> just like you wanted. And they take Bitcoin, too. Well, make sure you check out anarchocoffee.com forward slash blastoff. Again, that's anarchocoffee.com forward slash blastoff. It's self-governed caffeine. Christian, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. Bam. Okay, so what we do here on the second segment, it's called Rocket Fire. What we do on Rocket Fire, sirs, I'm going to ask you a series of 10 questions. These questions will be politically or philosophically related. And if you can answer these questions between 30 to 60 seconds, that'd be badass. All right, Stephen, are you ready to play Rocket Fire? I'm ready. All right, man. Here I'm we, ready. Here we go, man. Question one. Is the NAP biblical? Yes, in the regards that... The non-aggression principle mm -hmm. basically says, do not steal and do not kill. And that is just fundamental Christian understanding. Sometimes it's, um, it's a little tricky in the way that we say, is it biblical? Will we find the actual NAP written down in the Bible? No, you won't. But the, the fundamental understanding of not hurting or stealing from your neighbor is absolutely a biblical fundamental. Rock and roll, man. Question two. Does the Muslim religion promote peace? And don't all religions promote peace? Most religions will have a group of people that interpret that book as peaceful. And there will be other sects that will interpret it as uh, very violent. Mm. Okay. And I think that that goes across the board. We see throughout history atrocities that are done in the name of every religion and every god that is written in a book or uh, every book that is considered sacred rock and roll man question three is christian libertarianism and secular libertarianism compatible in a free society and what could be some of the challenges between the two of them yeah all libertarianism is compatible those other ideologies that we hold, whether we believe in God or believe in uh, evolution, anything like that does not need to get into the way of the way that we interact with each other. Sure. All right, man. Question four. Is there a difference between libertarian Christianity and Christian libertarianism? I've not seen that as uh, presented as two separate things. I would say no. Uh, if you're a libertarian, at the very least, you support the non-aggression principle. And uh, there, of course, are a million different denominations of Christianity. But um, saying that you're a Christian and, uh, and agreeing to the you know, fundamental aspects of libertarianism, uh, of the non-aggression principle, mm -hmm. that, that should be the same thing. Rock and roll, man. Question five. Where in the Bible does it suggest that the followers of Jesus should subscribe to libertarianism? 
<laughs> that's very similar to is the nap biblical. You're not going to see, you know, uh, Jesus uh, as a libertarian. It's like, hey, join the Rothbard's <laughs> crusade. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's very similar. But again, these fundamental aspects of not stealing from your neighbor, not killing your neighbor, not hurting your neighbor. These things are just, they go hand in hand with each other. All right, man. Question six. Licensing aside, what about marriage? Does the anarcho-Christian believe in the right of same-sex couples to get married under God? How does that work out? So the position that any anarchist Christian, libertarian Christian will have is that the state just needs to be completely sure. removed sure. from from marriage. And that is, it doesn't matter if it's a man and a man, a man and a woman, a woman and a woman, the state has no business in marriage at all. Those state certificates, that's not marriage. Right. And so when it comes down to uh, an individual's belief on what is and isn't a legitimate marriage, you know, that is... Uh, that individual's belief, but the overriding narrative here mm -hmm. is that the state has should have nothing to do with it. Rock and roll, man. Question seven. Is there a difference between being a pacifist and being anti-war? And why do you think it's important or not important to differentiate the two? Yeah, I think that uh, there is a difference. Uh, you will see many different definitions of pacifism and um, where it will be just not being uh, uh, aggressive or having no defense. Uh, I typically define pacifism, all you know, the complete pacifism of no defense whatsoever. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I am not a complete pacifist, even though uh, someone may look at my stance of being anti-war and, uh, and following the non-aggression principle, sure. they might call that pacifist. So uh, it's one of those terms that do not have a uh, definite definition. You will, you will hear a few different ones. And so a pacifist will be anti-war, but you can be anti-war without being a, pa a pacifist. Bam. Good answer, man. Question eight. Jesus was totally opposed to theft and violence. He subscribed to the 10 commandments, including number eight, thou shall not steal Exodus 2015. And he was a pacifist. That's a moving target. He taught that we should not use violence to resist evil or punish evildoers. Instead, we should respond to evildoers with love. We should love our neighbors and should show goodwill to our enemies. Is there such thing as war, as a just war? And at what time, if any, is violence acceptable? Yeah, so that is That's a, a tough good, one. That's a tough one. Again, it comes back to our definition of pacifism. Sure. And um, my personal belief is that we can use defense, especially when talking about our neighbor, because the fundamental commandment, uh, when Jesus summed up the Ten Commandments, he summed it up into the two greatest commandments. The first one being love God with all of your, your heart and all of your mind. That's the sum up of the first half of the Ten Commandments. And the second half are all about your neighbor. And so he summed it up as love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. And uh, I believe that to love your neighbor would be to defend them if they were in a position that they needed defense from someone violating their property rights or, you know, harming them in any sort sure, of way. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, where war comes in is that I see war uh, fundamentally different than just defense. Mm -hmm. I think that war requires uh, both sides to be aggressive and to 
and because it always has it's historically shows that innocent people are killed people are stolen from that this is what war always looks like you, you won't have ever and most people will agree that you won't have a war where one side stays completely innocent of all crimes and so i do see that war in itself is completely not compatible with christianity rock and roll man question nine what are your thoughts on the libertarian party do you believe the political arm of the movement is important to help spread the foundations of liberty and choice on a different realm? Yeah, this one could get me into trouble. That's with okay, man. Speak away. Friends, you know? Speak away. Speak away. <laughs> no, uh, personally, uh, I do pay attention to politics a lot. I guess I, I enjoy it where most people enjoy other hobbies. And um, so with the Libertarian Party, we can look at it pragmatically. Will it ever do something good? You know, I don't know. That's another conversation. Is it worth our time not knowing if it will actually win out above all of the hoopla between the right and the left and the Democrats and Republicans? Um, you know, I think it's up to the individual. Um, yes, good things can be brought about by people being vocal in public, mm -hmm. you know, and having platforms. And that is one of those platforms. I uh, agree with you, man. Yeah, I'm with as you. well, though, yeah, as well, uh, individuals, though, have been or maybe just as much or even more so loud and have had positive effects just operating by themselves. You sure. Know? Yeah. Uh, you know, Rosa Parks, when she sat on that bus, she didn't do it, you know, with a political party behind her, you know, mm. and I think that I think personally for me, I like those stories of the individuals doing things. Rock and roll, man. Question 10. What differences and challenges do you face with other conservative libertarians who believe in state legislating morality or other conservative Christians who believe in state legislating morality? And what do you say to them to help change their mind? Yeah, it's really getting down to those moral conversations about you know, imprisoning or threatening people for doing something that isn't causing a victim. So victimless crimes, those are usually the big sticking points between uh, talking to a conservative Christian or a libertarian Christian that's a, you know, a big L libertarian. That sure, yeah, is yeah, yeah. Still, is still looking at ways to kind of uh, form society in the best possible way and using, you know, just a little bit of, you know, government, you know, violence to, uh, to do that, you know. And so I'm always 100% against uh, government overreach and violence being used to create something that that's our opinion of, of a moral of a moral standard. I, I think that it's our morals. We pay attention to that we can teach mm -hmm. what we think are the best moral guidelines. Um, and there are a lot in Christianity to consider. But uh, the state should never be enforcing those things. Rock and roll. And that's rocket fire. Give it up for Stephen from Anarcho Christian. Bam. Nice job. Good questions, Johnny. Rock and roll. Anyways, though, thank you, yeah. Rayleigh. Anyways, though, Johnny Rocket always launching ideas. We're going to take a quick commercial break. So stick around. We'll be right back. Rock and roll. Really light art. Bam! Thank you. 
And we're talking to okay, buddy. And we're talking to Stephen from Anarcho Christian. Bam! Welcome to the show, brother. Uh, thank you again. All right, Stephen. Though the state may control our bodies and actions through oppressive force, we are the keepers of our hearts and minds. What would you say are the best ways to resist the constant plotting to steal our peace and connectedness to others? Oh, um, the best way really is uh, these all these things that we've been talking about where you love your neighbor by treating them as yourself. You know, you don't want to be stolen from. You don't want to be harmed. Doing those things, it, it's it's very simple. It's very fundamental. You know, kids know that it's wrong to steal and hurt people, you know? Yeah, <laughs> and hence my story. Point, yeah. yeah, at some point along the way, we start making all these reasons why it is okay to steal from people in this situation. And, you know, I, I don't agree with this, but, and mm -hmm. you know, if this yeah, happens, then yeah. it's okay. Mm -hmm. So it's like a lack of adherence to principles. Uh, Johnny, can I just have one more yeah, question? Yeah, go, go, ahead. Back go, ahead. On go ahead. Why does the state have this much control and what parts of human nature does it rely on to exploit? How do we combat this as individuals and community? Oh, I, I think fear is the yes. biggest one. The yes. state, it's not good at a lot of things, but it is really good at fear mongering. And it's always pointing to something, whether it's another nation or a virus or something. It's pointing to that and saying, I will protect you, but you have to do what I say. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do what I say, then there's a cage or a gun, you know, pointed at you. So fear is the biggest thing. Yeah. And ironically, even fear of being controlled, it, it, and this is a, a lack of understanding or awareness, but the fear of being controlled will kind of push people to try to legislate other people, actually use the state against the people they don't like or oh, that they absolutely. are afraid of also just for because they don't want to be controlled. It's, it's a really interesting thought loop. And what I've noticed yeah. with what I think is like uh, the enemy or Satan is getting paranoid and believe in the hype that you have to control other people so they won't control you. That itself is sin, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. And we see that all the time uh, when it comes to, you know, the immigration. Yes. Fear, you know, most of it is 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 all fear. They're going to steal your jobs. They're yep. going to, you know, ruin your town. They're going to uh, have the diseases. The war on drugs. <laughs> yeah. yeah sure. The, the yeah. war on drugs is the same thing, you know. When you look into where prohibition starts, most of the time it's targeting a particular, you know, people group. And then the whole war on drugs and prohibition all kind of stems from that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or forced vaccination. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So here's a goofy question. This is kind of a goofy question because I want to get your opinion on this. Get it. I know, it's, <laughs> Stephen, it's really important to me that you tell me your opinion on this. What do you think of these <laughs> mega churches? I mean, like they're out of control, man. They're everywhere. I mean, like in Arizona, there's like five of them and they're like bigger than most government buildings, right? Which is yeah. another thing. But again, it's all voluntarily donated, right? But as deep long as down, it's voluntary, yeah. But deep down though, man, I don't trust them. Personal opinion. Personal opinion. Law, right? I don't yeah. trust it, man. I, I mean, I don't no, know. I, I want your I want your take on this. Um, you know, so of course not singling out any particular church and you know but when we are just talking generally of the big mega church thing mm -hmm. generally my personal opinion there's a lot of fear that's taught just like what, what we're talking about with the government sure. and um and that is generally the case you know and, and that is one of those things that is um always pointed to i, I talked about everyone has 
some sort of thing in their past where they, they kind of associate that sort of um, inconsistency or hip, hypocrisy, mm-hmm. you know, with the church and uh, those, you know, mega churches in this regard. And again, if someone listening does attend a, a very large church, you know, uh, not necessarily pointing out certain ones, but that general idea of a mega church that's, um, you know, that's really leaning on people's fear of the unknown or fear of government or fear of um, going to hell. hell. Yeah. Yeah. Those sorts of things, you know, there's a lot of money to be made in it. And um, it's, it's obvious that that's, that's what happens. And we see those guys all the time and it, everyone knows, you know, except for the people that are, that are uh, afraid and, and duped by it. Everyone knows like that guy that is, you know, has five private jets you know, and yeah. uh, he, that he's, he's a charlatan. You that's know? right. I agree, man. And again, wow. I think that's another reason why people, again, like we could take the Westboro Baptist Church, right? It's collectivism. Yeah. Yeah. But you mm. look at them, I, you know, again, I'm a Christian. I'm going to actually say this. I am a Christian and I'm, I'm a newly found Christian. Um, but welcome. at the same time, well, yeah, you're welcome. Here I am. Hey. Um, but the <laughs> thing is, it's like, those were the things that were, you know, things that scared me about it, you know? The radical, you know, churches and the extremist positions and their violence and then the the child and all this crap and the mega churches. And I mean, Jesus, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's bad. And again, it isn't about religion. In my heart, I feel it's about God. And it's not about religion. It's, It's just being spiritual and finding inner peace with yourself and knowing what's right and trying to convey that to other people. And to me, that's what's really important. And that is what turned me over. The peacefulness of it, the being okay with yourself, I think is the biggest, you know, the biggest hurdle I think a lot of people have is just being at peace with who you are and loving yourself. And if you can't love yourself, you can't love others. And you that's know, the Johnny, first step. you're talking about grace right now for, for to, to explain that in different words and for our listeners, if you don't mind. Sure, yeah. Um, First of all, um, well, you have to repent, which means feel the conviction in your heart and make reparations. This is very anarchistic. This is very libertarian. That when you do something wrong, you are sorry, you make reparations, and you make the other person whole again, right? So when you feel that repentance in your heart, you've, then you, God gives you grace. He says, okay, you're forgiven. You, you've learned your lesson. You've changed your behavior. You are forgiven. And you just have to ask for it. You just have to want it. Right. And, and, but again, it's, and it's you're common describing sense. That. That's how you have peace with yourself is that you are flawed, but you do your best to try to change when you make a mistake, you learn from them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we, until we can have grace for ourselves, a lot of times we can't have grace for our neighbors. When we are very harsh on ourselves, look at how people treat their children. The reason they're so hard on their kids is because they're very hard on themselves. The reason that they can't give themselves grace because they're trying to avoid the accountability of what they mistakes they've made. So they focus their arrows on their neighbors and, and hate them like sure. hypocrites. Sure. Right. Um, and it's, that's a, a big part of what you're saying. It's, I, it's I'm with grace. you. And Stephen, what do you have to say? Yeah, I, I think that um, Christianity is actually very simple, you yeah. know, and, and it's um, we, we've grown up and here we are, you know, past the the like the 1970s and the 1980s of those giant revivals and those giant mega churches and stuff and um a lot of what came out of that is this teaching that you have to do all these these things you have to like the pharisees 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and really it is, it's just as simple as what you already described. It's repenting and believing, and that's it. You mm-hmm. know, and um, I get I do get into a lot of conversations where people say, Well, what about this? What about that? And these good works and these good works, they're not what we do to achieve Christianity. They're not from you know, the right place. Yeah, they they are an outgrowth of our belief and of our faith. And it really is just that simple that it is just faith in Christ, his birth, his death for our sins, and his resurrection Mm -hmm. for our eternal life. It's that simple. That's it. That's the starting point that we need to be. And it isn't a bunch of rules on how to achieve sinlessness. Mm -hmm. What you're you're saying is really great because there's two ways to look at this. I'm going to go with the very perfunctory, tangible, logical side of this. Okay, really fast. What does that word mean? Um, Very functional, (laughs) like the functional, tangible things. Thank you. Okay. All right, thank you. Logically looking at it, if a lot of times we'll be nice to somebody because we want them to be nice to us, there's nothing wrong with that. All right. Mm-hmm. But the difference of doing it from the right place, the best place where you are not feeding the ego, you're not feeding sin, is I'm doing this for that person because I have love in my heart and I want to extend the same feeling of love and peace in my heart to this person. Mm-hmm. And I want to share that. The moment that we go in hoping to get something in return, that's that's free trade, free markets. There's nothing wrong with that, except that you are not free in your heart. You, you are free in your heart when you have no designs on how somebody receives a gift, but you give the gift anyway. It's, it's all about that tiny, tiny little switch of perspective that mm-hmm. is it, the difference between acts and the fruit of the Spirit. Would you agree, Stephen? I, I completely agree. You know, someone can benefit from your, for, from your you know, selfish desires. To, Absolutely. You know, to... I'm going to be seen as this great charitable, you know, person. Or I'm going to make um, that person like me. Yeah, or I'm afraid yeah, that person absolutely. will leave me. I'm afraid that person will leave me. Like how many husbands and wives treat each other like I do this so they don't leave me instead of I do this because I love them and honor them, right? Yeah, and it really is that like kind of like you said, very small little shift in perspective of uh, you know doing it out of love, mm. you know, rather than doing it for yourself. Okay, mm-hmm. Stephen, really quick, last question before we wrap up the show. Um, what have you been doing personally to spread the word about anarcho-Christianity? And what have you been doing with the youth? I mean, are you doing stuff to help kind of tailor these young young minds and young kids into, the, you know, uh, adopting the ideas of liberty? Or- Parenting counts. <laughs> Parenting counts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so our biggest thing is the website and the podcast and the uh, social media. So um, I, I'd say that, you know, the memes and stuff on social media is just, I mean, as silly as it sounds, we all know that they get people's attention and they get sure. people thinking and talking. And um, so that's what we've done. And we've created, you know, Anarcho-Christian uh, to to be able to not just give my opinions on things, but also to be a place that people can come to find out about other people, because this isn't new. This Mm -hmm. isn't something that I came up with a couple of years ago. This is something that's been around for a long time. We're talking the early church being anti-state. We're talking people, you know, in the, you know, 1800s that were writing these books that were um, from a Christian perspective of how to reconcile you know, the Christian's relationship to the state. And it's not something that's new. And that's that's my favorite thing is kind of presenting that sort of information. Like, hey, I found out about this guy that, you know, 
that was alive 300 years ago. And let's listen to what he had to say. Sure. And it's amazing how similar the uh, states that these Christians are reacting against are very similar to, to today. It's just the same thing over and over again. When History we're talking repeats about, itself always. Yeah. It always yeah, does. Yeah, absolutely. And that's when why we're we should... talking about being... Oh, go oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. When we're talking about uh, war or, you know, conscripting people into war and, um, mm -hmm. you know, misleading people with, you know, this kind of the fear mongering and indoctrination of the state and things like that. It's something that just happens all the time over and over again. Okay, Raylene, prepare for landing. Roger that, Johnny. Seatbelts and shoulder harnesses. Your body, your choice. Landing gear and downward expanders. NAP initiated. Anti-state superchargers. Defragged and woke. Landing lights Landing and guest websites. websites. Steven, Steven, give us your give dot com, us your sir. sir. Anarchochristian.com. Rock and roll. He said that so like nicely too. You were like, <laughs> check us out at so anarchochristian.com. Come, come, come. He's like, I'm very nice and I'm going to anarchochristian.com. Very humble. I love it, man. Hey, man, seriously, thank you so much for being here on the show. And uh, I don't know if you have a, a couple more minutes, if you have, you could spare like maybe 10, 15 more minutes for our after party for our paid subscribers. We'd really appreciate it if you could stick around. Absolutely. Awesome. Anyways, oh, this is Johnny Rocket with the beautiful co-host, Miss Raylene Lightheart. Thank you very much. And we're talking to Mr. Steven from Anarcho-Capitalist. Thank you so much for being here on the show again. <laughs> Uh, that's anarchochristian.com, and we really appreciate you being here on the show and uh, expressing yourself. And again, hopefully we help you out here and get some more of our listeners listening to you. I really appreciate the opportunity, and I really appreciate all the questions and discussions that we've had. And uh, yeah, if anybody wants to reach out, find me on any of the social media platforms or you know, shoot me an email to the website. Awesome, man. Anyways, that was Johnny Rocket, always launching ideas. We'll see you next week. Rock and roll. People, get on done!